Testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. Hey guys, welcome back to Storytime Podcast. I am your host, Haley Lira, and I've got the craziest shit to tell you guys today. A 25-year-old man named Devon Anderson is arrested in Cucumberland County, which is in Pennsylvania, for the murder of two women that he was both romantically involved with. Okay, what's going on here, right? So I'm just going to start at the beginning. Police get a 911 call to the home of Devon, which was actually the home of Kaylee Lyons, but Kaylee Lyons wasn't there. They get a they get a call to this apartment that Devon Anderson's at July 5th reporting a suicide, a Sydney Parmalee. Sydney came over to talk and apparently the two had gotten into an argument and when Devon stepped out to smoke a cigarette, he heard the gun go off in which he ran inside and he found her laying dead. He then swooped up his 14-month-old son in which he had with another woman, Kaylee Lyons, the apartment they were actually in, and he ran to his mother's house who he told to call 911. However, the scene was not consistent with a suicide and an investigation was launched immediately. You see, like I said, Devon and Sydney Parmalee had a child together. Actually, they had two children together. They had a two-year-old, so Anaya at the time, and she had just given birth to their second child in March, which was only three months prior to this. She just completed nursing school and, you know, she had so much that she was looking forward to. If you go onto her Facebook, which was, is now in memory of her, of course, there's a list of goals. She had five-year goals and they were to complete her nursing degree, own her own home, own a car, have a credit score over 700 and have money left in the account to save for her children. Ugh. That is so awful. So, like I said, he told investigators that he went outside to smoke a cigarette and that she had shot himself, but the investigators said that the scene did not match that of a suicide. So, this then becomes investigated as a homicide. When police responded to this call, they found Sydney's body was on a couch with a gunshot wound to the head. Whoa. This was in the home of Devon Anderson, but as I've mentioned many, many times, this was actually his girlfriend Kaylee Lyons' apartment in Pennsylvania. He said that him and Sydney began their argument before they were even out the house, that she followed him to the house and con- to continue an argument that they'd been having. The thing that's really weird is that, for one, there was no gunpowder or burn marks on Sydney at all. And also, her brand new phone and wallet were missing. But they later reviewed text messages of Sydney's, I believe they got from maybe the phone company, and they said that she in no way sounded like a person who was suicidal. And then an autopsy July 7th confirmed that this was in fact a homicide and not a suicide. I'm not sure why police held off an arrest, probably gathering enough evidence, but I know... I know they wish they hadn't because on July 30th, 911 gets a call reporting a cardiac arrest to the same address that police responded to for Sydney Parmalee. Inside, they find Kaylee 
Lyson, 23, who was still alive but with a gunshot wound to the head. She died the following day in the hospital. Now, she too was romantically involved with Devon and and she was six weeks pregnant with his baby. This would be the second child they had together. Much like him and Sydney, Devon had a 14th month old baby boy with Kaylee. So Devon had a two-year-old little girl with Sydney and then a three-month-old baby boy. And then with Kaylee, he had a 14-month-old baby boy Royce, I believe, was the baby's name, or is the boy's name, and then she was six weeks pregnant with his second child. Now, he was not there, though, whenever paramedics and police arrived. You see, with no reason or explanation, he asked his mom, and it says another woman in all the articles, I'm assuming maybe this was someone who just happened to be with his mom at the time, but anyway, his mom and another woman to go to his house where Kaylee was to check on his son and they did that and this was at like 9 15 at night is when they reported finding Kaylee so fortunately though the police caught two breaks in this investigation so for one an unidentified witness said that Devon went to a house in Harrisburg to change and he also got bleach there and went into the bathroom so like whoever this witness is obviously like was his ride was with him and kind of knew what was going on. I don't know. It just seems kind of weird. So he also asked this witness for ammunition for the gun that he had and was asking questions about like how to avoid being detected or located. So like I said, who the hell is this witness? Like, are they a career criminal? What's going on? So an even bigger break in the case though, was when Kaylee's mom, Benita, or Bettina, sorry, when Kaylee's mom, Bettina, reported Kaylee's car stolen with a bolo for that and Devon. So both of them were found together at the Carol Mart later that same night. And the way the Carol Mart is referenced, I'm assuming it's like a pretty notoriously known probably a gas station or something in the area because all the news articles just say the Carol Mart. I'm not like local ones. I'm not seeing anything that really gives any other information about that. So eventually Devon confessed to police that he'd killed Sydney because she wasn't being faithful to him, which is so crazy. Um, and then he killed Kaylee because she confronted him and he thought she was going to turn him in. So he has not stood trial yet. But he will for the murders of both the women and Kaylee's unborn child, as well as other lesser charges. So prosecutors plan to charge him with the death penalty. Yes, I love a good death penalty case. Now, this event rocked the community. The community gathered to remember the two women. 200 people attended and were given purple ribbons, which represent domestic violence. Both women were only 23. They knew each other, and they were the graduates in high school together in 2014. I think it's really strange that they, like, knew each other, and they both had kids with him, and their kids were, like, the same age. I wonder if they were, like, in some type of open relationship of some sort. But that is a question that I could not answer 
But like most cases, once this goes to trial, there's going to be more talk about it, especially in the local papers. More information will come out and then we'll, we will know more. So that's the bummer sometimes whenever I pick these newer stories, because this only happened to not even two years ago. And so sometimes when I pick these newer stories, last October, I believe, it's that it's just hard because I want to talk about them. I want to share them with you guys, but they don't have enough meat to build like a 30 minute, you know, or 20 minute episode. So instead I'm going to tell you guys another short case. I found this case was from longer ago, but I believe because no one was actually hurt, there just isn't a whole lot to it that is available online. So here we go. This story involves catfishing. I think everyone's heard of the show Catfish. Catfishing is a term for someone who makes a fake profile online and then pretends to be this made-up person, sometimes for like romantic relationships, um, sometimes for friendships, sometimes to manipulate people, and sometimes just to be somebody else, I guess. So I'm going to tell you one of the most bizarre catfish stories that I've heard in a long time. So it's not money or love related, which is why it's even scarier to me. I've never been catfished. Obviously, I've been a true crime fanatic my whole life, so I'm super suspicious of people. And I would just be like a really hard sell, I think. One time, one time I did get this friend request from an aunt in my husband's family, like in his extended family. And I was 99% sure that she'd passed away. And so I never accepted it or anything. And then I got a message from it one day saying, hi, Haley, how are you? And so I like looked the woman up on Google and she had passed away. And I was so annoyed. Like I was so confused as to who was catfishing me or trying to even talk to me. Of course I blocked it and moved on with my life. So Anyway, here is the catfish story for you guys. So, Petra Williams from Alabama took in her 22-year-old niece, Marissa Williams, back in 2014. I'm not sure why or what Marissa's situation was prior to that. However, after Marissa moved in, her relationship with her aunt completely changed. I'm assuming it changed in a way that Petra would not have let her come live with her if it was like that. You know what I mean? So Marissa just began to not really like her aunt and the tension was super high between them. Her aunt recalls she tried to be like a super doting aunt, but her niece just completely rejected her. So Marissa was also doing a lot of things that Petra was reasonably uncomfortable with. So, for example, some articles say that Marissa was meeting men online for sex and alcohol and would even have them over to the house sometimes. Y'all, it is so dangerous to meet people online and invite them over hoping they are who they say they are. Oh. So, unable to get through to her niece, she decided to create a fake Facebook account to keep tabs on her niece. Facebook is what Marissa was always on, and so that is where she was meeting these men, these strangers and stuff. So, the aunt made a fake profile of a young man named Trey Top Dog Ellis, okay? And she began to message her niece from it, which... 
I don't know why I just think that it's so funny that she thought of that name. So eventually Marissa and Trey began speaking on like a daily basis and she could not believe what her niece was saying about her. Marissa told Trey how much she hated her aunt and then she began like you know, just like regular complaining and then it would increase. And then she even began soliciting Trey to murder her aunt. She even went as far as to tell him like how to get into the home where her aunt slept and that she actually wanted him to also kill her cousin and her aunt's fiance and the family dog. That's insane to me. Marissa said that while Trey killed her family, she would just pack her things into his car. Like, who the hell jumps in the car with someone capable of murder and they murdered your whole family? Petra called 911, which she totally, oh, had a hard time doing. You know, like she kind of, I think, felt a little bit bad. But she called 911 and her niece was taken into custody for a solicitation to murder. Now, what's even crazier is while on probation in 2014, so I'm just going to assume because this crime took place in 2014 and then she was already on probation in 2014 that she was charged with a way, maybe a lesser charge, I don't know, or given a short sentence with like a long probation. But it doesn't matter because she escaped and she's been a fugitive ever since. And that's a long time to be a fugitive to me. Anyway, how scary is that? weird thing that I learned is um, in a lot of family annihilator cases, a family annihilator is somebody, usually it's the the husband or the mom and they kill their entire family, okay? And then they leave, usually. Um, Sometimes they kill themselves, but not, not always. But what's really odd is they do not typically kill the dog. If they have a family dog, they don't kill them. Huh. Kind of weird, huh? Anyway, guys, I'm working on a really, really big, thorough story. It's probably going to be a little bit longer than normal. So tune in next week. And I really just want to say I totally appreciate you guys listening to my podcast. You know, I love doing this. I love it, love it, love it. And thank you so much for being a part of it, my little true crime community. Go ahead and go follow me on Instagram, that's story underscore time underscore slayer. If you don't do Instagram, you can follow me on Facebook, that's just storytime slayer under a business page. And definitely feel free to email me at storytimepods at gmail.com. I love to hear requests, and I just love to hear your guys' thoughts and opinions on these cases, the victims, the perpetrators. Anyway, guys, have a great week. I hope you had a Merry Christmas, and I will talk to you all next year. (laughs) Bye.